guys, I'm making this happen. And suddenly, all of our listeners realized they had to pee. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I spilled a little bit, but that one was better than most. God, that's a beautiful looking beer. It is incredibly pretty. This one's mine. Yeah, I'm not. My glass is empty I'm Jenny. Thank you. All right. So... No, that was the bottle. That was the growler touching the mic. <laughs> we're, we're professionals here. <laughs> so Professional we drunks. We didn't talk about a bit. Julie, do you have a bit? I got nothing, man. So uh, last night was New Year's Eve. Again, we record these uh Two and one. So last week's was the slightly sober one. This week's is the slightly more drunk one. Um, both Slight. were recorded on New Year's Day. Um, so last night was two. It was New Year's even even though it was two weeks ago. Anyway, regardless, I was at our local dive bar watering hole talking to a friend of ours of mine and Julie's, um, who's a very well respected, well known feminist writer who takes constant abuse on Twitter. And I was talking about how I feel like. I I am mostly shielded from that because most of the things that I cover with any prominence are primarily watched by women. So I cover Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I cover Supergirl, I cover this through the podcast. Um, I cover Timeless, which isn't a predominantly female audience, but which honestly is just not getting so much attention that I have to deal with with hate. Also, I like it so people aren't dicks about it, you know? so it really, it, there have been two circumstances where I've taken, taken a lot of shit on Twitter from people about something I review, uh, and they are, when I was covering Heroes, I had one troll that was so mad at me uh, for liking things, not for disliking them, even though they were really mean reviews. Uh, and the other is when I covered Sherlock, which is back tonight, which is why it was on my brain. And I said, well, I'm sort of readying myself because the audience for Sherlock is all over the place, but a lot of them are men who are going to think I'm stupid no matter what I have to say. And the last time I reviewed Sherlock is when someone called me a member of the Artsy Vagina Club, oh, which yes, I would like to have on my tombstone. <laughs> By the way, that's a fun pin. Yeah, that's Vagina Club. Artsy Vagina Club. Yeah. Yeah. So I was talking about, oh well, you know, Sherlock's coming back, so I have to get ready for that to happen again. This will be even bigger, and it's three episodes instead of one, and blah 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 blah. Point being, I realized this morning that this is the first time that I have any anxiety about one of these episodes because I really do not like this episode of Outlander. It's kind of I like half of it, Um, and. You asked a while back why it is that Tom and Lorenzo stopped doing those amazing Outlander recaps, and it's because there are sections of the Outlander fandom that get so angry and defensive when you dislike something Mm -hmm. that they turn on you. I do not expect that anybody who's been listening to the show... We have a very niche group of that But I want to say, if you're new to the show... And like, say, I don't know, maybe it's two years from now when we're famous <laughs> and, we, and we have new listeners um, who are devoted Outlander fans. I would just say, I mean, in the common parlance, it's check yourself before you wreck yourself. But um, really? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's chiggity check yourself <laughs> okay, before you, you riggedy wreck that's yourself. Great. That's great, Julie. Thank mm-hmm. you for the clarification. You will. You, you should really spend more time on Twitter. That's They're all about that. Nope. Um, it's great. It's great. <laughs> Uh, it's oh. great. It's really great. It's great. It's great. You'd be you fit right in because correcting people for no reason is a big deal there. <sighs> you know what I heard when you said that, Julie? I just heard me, 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 period, me, me, period. Anyway, um, so I'm, I would say if you uh, 
get upset because we don't like this episode, please just remember that we like all of the episodes and that not everything can be great all the time. Right. Uh, it would be it's the, it rarely done. There are not awesome episodes of Breaking Bad, right? Yes. Few. There aren't very many, but there are some. Yeah. Like every great television show ever has had the occasional clunker. Well, I mean, when you have to spread things out over so much time, or if you're making adaptive choices based on a book or something, there are always going to be certain times or certain episodes that just aren't going to be the same. Yeah. And it's, we're grading on a very particular scale here, right? Because it lists to the left. (laughs) Just slightly. It's an Mm -hmm. imperfect sundial. Just a little. Um... (laughs) Just enough. Just enough. Ladies, maybe, woman's secret. Hashtag maybe woman's secret. just the tip. Mm. Ooh, that seems weird, though. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Bing, bing. Anyway, um, it's, Outlander is great all the time. Every episode of Outlander is good. A, good epi- a bad episode of Outlander is still way better than the best episode of a bunch of really shitty TV shows, mm-hmm. right? But if you're out there, if you're listening, if it's two years in the future and we've hit it big and you're going back and listening to the archives, um, please just remember that we love this show. I, we just don't necessarily love this episode. Mm-hmm. Or for me, at least, I don't know about your opinion, Julie. I love half of this episode and don't give one wet fart about the rest of it. There are things about the wet fart part that I think are hilarious that I wrote many quality jokes about. Irish jokes? Oh. Oh, you're going to get there. I can't wait. But the um, call the midwife half is how I'm going to refer to the part that I like. That's great. Um, I love. Yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. And this, so book knowledge, if you're one of the people who's watching the show but doesn't want to be spoiled about the books because you want to read them or you don't want to know about books, whatever, just don't listen for the next 30 seconds. Um, Interestingly. Just kidding. That's what should be happening in your head. (laughs) Just imagine that I'm going, me, 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 my period, my period, me, 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 sports me me um the baby half the call the midwife mm-hmm. half is mostly faithful to the book okay honestly very faithful to the book the other half is completely made up i got a little he bit of still that gets so he still gets captured right but it's because and this, it's just they just think they needed to they obviously needed to fill and I think maybe just filled in the wrong way because I would be way more interested in an episode that was just Claire and Jenny dealing with Jenny having a baby Mm -hmm. and they could have found a way to fill with those two women and like Mm -hmm. the trauma of a potentially fatal birth and like all of that stuff to like new sister-in-laws who are mistrustful of each other getting to know each other and in setting up all the great stuff in the most womanly way possible right it's just (laughs) it's so good mm-hmm. um it's just amazing and the other half all that happens in the book is that remember old rabbi mcnab yeah old bruise back rabbi mcnab old asshole no rabbi's the kid oh the little boy his dad oh yeah so the asshole informs yes informs and that's it Okay. Well, I mean, that makes sense. And then it gets captured. We didn't actually talk about it in the last episode because I led you astray. But you're right. Jamie does beat him up, right? Yeah. And then they says like, well, if the Laird thinks he can raise my kid better than I can. It's like an internet comment section, only with real consequences. Yeah. Um, So this episode, this is season one, episode 13, The Watch. Have we said hi yet? Oh, hi. I'm Allison. Hi, I'm Julie. And that's Jane. Hi. Sorry. Hey, you guys. You guys. (laughs) We're just thinking about how we're going to have to let you down a little bit, but but with really good jokes. 
We'll never let you down. I'm, I've got some really good jokes. <laughs> We're never gonna let I you don't, go. but I've got some really. This is. Thanks. <laughs> thanks thanks janine yeah, yeah. i got you <laughs> yeah you're with me um we're, this is going to go back to when so when we originally conceived of the podcast what i had in my head was that julie would be the funny one and i would be the tv critic right and that that's how it would work only as it turns out julie is a great tv critic and i'm Not occasionally true. funny so like it turned Not into true. no you really are you just think you're underestimating yourself girl it's time to tweet storm julie hashtag shut up about yourself i got jokes baby <laughs> anyway realized that it was less um relegated to two camps because it because wasn't my favorite julie episode. is funny and i am funny and julie is smart and i'm smart and janine is both funny and smart so it's just like all around a fun thing this is one where i think this might actually be true mm-hmm. you can be funny about it and i'm gonna talk about why it's not a great episode but okay, we great. both can right mm-hmm. that's like i'm not sure i have that many jokes although it's i do just, have plenty of irish jokes it's it's just um and i've got jokes about how you when you give birth to a baby you poop yourself <laughs> Well, oh. those jokes are there for the taking. I'm looking forward to this. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> basically... I mean, she doesn't. That never happens on television. This no. episode, as Allison has already said, is kind of a weird filler episode. Before and then, we do that, what are we drinking, Jill? Oh, today we are drinking the um, Singularity Stout. Oatmeal Stout. Oatmeal Stout from Empirical Brewery here in Chicago, exploring the science of beer. Thank you guys for your support. You're the best. Um, let's drink more. Yes. Okay. All right. So we open up with a little button. The watch. A watch. I couldn't tell because I had no knowledge, book knowledge of this. I couldn't tell if it was a watch or a compass, whatever. It's open. It's got a little hinge thing, and it's in the peat. It's just kind of half buried in some dirt. Nice use of Well, see how I said dirt, and then I was like, peat. That's nice. (laughs) Peat's a better word. Yeah. So there's something with a watch or a compass. But we can't actually see what makes this watch and or compass unique in that shot which i thought was kind of a wasted opportunity Mm -hmm. a lot of this episode is wasted opportunity so these guys back up on the cliffhanger these dudes are in the living room pointing guns at jamie jenny walks in all preggers and she's like oh hello oh no 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 that's my cousin jamie mctavish so she like straight up pulls it out of her like so that they don't know who he is they don't know that he's the actual laird whatever well because they know the laird of lally brock is has a price on his head right and wanted right and that so the what me 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 me, historical nerd the watch and they talk about this a little in the Mm -hmm. show was like and and they do it early they were like a mob yeah they were like halfway between a police force and a gang of hooligans which uh is the mob (laughs) right um so they they roam the countryside and like sometimes provide protection and sometimes just show up and take all your food um and it's no relation to black watch one of the best plays i've ever seen in my life because when this one of the first time i watched this episode i was like "Ooh, the watch is this gonna be like black watch am i gonna get to learn the ins and outs of the scottish military this is gonna be so great and then no nope if you ever get to see Blackwatch, it's touring the world probably for the rest of time. Go see Blackwatch by the National Theater of Scotland. It's fucking incredible. Anyway. So we find out that their leader, who's the one that's got the pistol pointed directly at Jamie's beautiful nice face. Nice head of hair on that guy. Is named... I have three things written down here because I could never truly understand what his name was. <laughs> Tal McQuarrie. <laughs> 
I, from here on out, will refer to him as Towel because that's towel. what I did in my notes. Yep. Towel. <laughs> and then I have McCroy. So, Towel, whatever. Towel is obviously the boss of this group and of the watch. And he's looking a little damp. He's looking like somebody dropped him on the bathroom floor and forgot to pick him up. He's a little moldy. And um, we find out that the watch has been dropping in, quote unquote, on Lily Brock for a long time, and that Ian and Jenny have been kind of under their thumb a little bit because they had no other real means of protection. So Jenny and Ian are like, fine, have some food, drink a Rhenish, it's great. And Jamie with his big wang is like, no, and so there's a conflict set up here. And a couple of very uncomfortable meals. Yeah, between Jamie and his family. But then finally, it comes down to the fact that they didn't really have a choice. Obviously, Ian is no dummy, but he's also doesn't have a leg. So there are certain things that he cannot do. Um, Jenny has probably spent most of her life since she met him pregnant. There, And Jamie's been gone the whole time. So they kind of required a little bit of assistance with the British army or whatever was roaming well, the countryside. with other clansmen, right? Like, yeah. remember the episode where people almost die just because a roving band of Scotsmen decide to take some cows? Yes. Remember that? Yeah. That's, that happens. It's talked about in the book all the time. People are just like, feel like stealing some cow tonight. And so towel is all like i remember the last time you made that rabbit stew and jenny's like sweet and so she goes to the kitchen to make them food and this is where jamie's like what the fuck and she's like hey just fucking shut up here's what's happening breaks it all down for him and while she's cooking guess who's cooking with her ian mm-hmm. they know how to work a kitchen together and i found that very romantic well, you would, Julie. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I know what it means to work a kitchen with another person. And this in, uh, intimates a level of understanding and intimacy that is very telling. And also the fact that Ian would be in a kitchen at all. Yeah. Yeah. So they're down there making some kind of soup or whatever and breaking it all down for Jamie. So every couple of months for about two years, the watch has been doing this. They've been dropping in, eating all the food, drinking all the booze, and in general being loudish dickholes. Great. It's like, you know, when but you're, when your uncle to steal their stuff. Yeah, when you when your uncle Charlie comes to town, it's like that. Yeah. Um and then uh I, I have this long gap, a little bit of a gap in my notes, but then we're reminded that this stressful situation is happening and all of a sudden Jenny, oh, oh, right, she's pregnant. Like, she has a big kick and she's like, oh, God. She's trying to cook the meal and she, like, loses it for a second. Yeah, she's obviously dealing with complications of pregnancy mm-hmm. throughout. Like, keeping it together, work. she's working right up until the end. Yeah. There's no maternity leave when you're running a household and taking care of everybody. Right. Right? So, uh... She's spending a lot of time on her feet. Claire is trying to find ways to help. They're obviously getting along a little better. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a ton better, but a little better. Um, and Jamie's like, well, I've got to go, <laughs> I don't know, make hay while the sun shines. He literally goes to make hay, and the sun is shining, so whatever. Mm-hmm. He, anyway, he ends up, you know, with a pitchfork, throwing oh. stuff around, mm-hmm. right? And as he's doing this, all the other watch dudes are like, 
derp, 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 we're bored. Let's pick on this guy who could obviously kick all of our ass. Oh, wait, no, that comes later. Oh, what I skip? Yeah, that comes later. So they're in there um, just talking shitty shit about how you put out the bad whiskey for us and like all this kind of bullshit. And then all of a sudden you realize that Ian has, he's okay with towel. Ian is cool with Towel because every time Towel has come, Ian has got to sit down and drink whiskey and talk to another man about fighting in a war. And Towel never really, like, pities Ian. Towel is like... A, he's the least bastardy of the bastards. Yes, he's the lead. Let he's the lead bastard of a group of just shitty people. But so Ian is kind of like I'm all right with Tal. Yeah, Tal and I kind of right. get along. And then they have some um, war talk, and you can tell that Tal is starting to pick up some like there's something going on with this redhead. He's uh and he, he's he's an E N F. Jay. He's, I don't fucking he's, know. I never remember those. This is my breaks. Yes, he's intuitive. Yeah. Towel is absorbing a little something. <laughs> he's highly absorbent. He is absorbing something. Um, and they're eating dinner. This is the first of the most awkward meals. And then one of the assholes, like his, oh God, just, I, I'm going to call him halitosis. Because whenever you see his mouth, it's just a crime scene. And he puts his feet up on the table like, boom, boom. And Tao like looks at his feet and knocks them off the table. Like, don't, I mean, we're already assholes to begin with. Don't push it halitosis and so they have this horrible dinner where this is where towel is trying to figure shit out about jamie and this is where we find out that they're staying a few days and that something big is coming up yeah and we don't know what it is we don't know what it is but we We, in the literary business call this foreshadowing oh god it's horrible so he does say that they've been out on the road for a long time and that their horses need reshoeing ian take care of it and jamie's like you know what i'll do it horses are kind of my thing which we know yeah so then it goes to him reshoeing the horses right and halitosis is straight up smoking all of ian's great tobacco he's got a little pipe and jamie says something snarky to him about oh i see you've got ian's great tobacco Mm." and he walks past and halitosis just turns around and empties his lip pipe into a hay wagon you know i must say that i've just realized what jamie and claire have in common besides being really hot and loving to fuck Mm mm-hmm they just don't know when to shut up. No, they don't. Jamie is better at it in high-pressure situations. No, in high-pressure situations that don't in some way confront his ideas about his own masculinity. No, of course, but this one was not that. Yeah. This one he He's thought he was in control. With, like, politics and having to navigate them to stay safe. This mm-hmm. is... Jamie's still got his back up about whether or not he deserves the big bedroom. Yes. So, <laughs> it's true. It's true. So do I deserve the blue pod? Not so he sure. just so he knows that what he's doing is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like he knows that these people, if they figure out who he is, will fucking sell him to but he the can't British. Help it. And he just can't. He just can't. He can't keep his mouth shut. Not unlike his lovely lady wife. Mm-hmm. So he does a much better job of keeping her mouth shut in this episode than he does. That's true. And I it's think because that, they kept her away from the whiskey. I think it's because she was busy tending to the other lady well, most but, of the time. But before then. 
yes. before then. Well, also that was, I think maybe Jenny in general has been kind of a calming influence on Claire, specifically speaking when she literally told her to shut up because if they heard that she was British, it was going to be bad news. Yes. But these guys know she's British and have kind of like, don't care. They're Ronin. They don't give a shit. They're just trying to get paid. Yeah. So Jamie starts reshoeing this horse. Halitosis has thrown his lip pipe into a full wagon full of dry hay. Guess what happens? The pyrotechnics budget happens. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey. On fire. And then all of a sudden, Jamie's like, this hay is on fire. This hay is on fire. And so Jamie's like, holy shit, he's trying to help this horse get all this bullshit out from his hoof. And then he looks up, everything's on fire. He's calling all of the stable hands to help him, like, dump water on it. And then the watch is over there laughing yucking it up just yucking it up chumps but guess who's not there towel towel is not there when this happens but then he shows up oh towel shows up and towel is pissed but this is also after jamie had to assert his manhood by fighting three of them this is what happens right he they come at him bro and he can't handle it anymore and he fucking fights the shit out of him and like has one of them it he gets the gun from him and has it right at his head and, and is there a pitchfork involved there is no there must be no I have it burnt. it's right there it should be i mean it was there it in my it. head it's not I in there see i just no uh, he he fights the guys hand to hand and sweet, he gets sweet fantasy baby he gets one of the uh the pistol from him and is I think I can't remember if he's pointing at halitosis or pointing it at bad choices Billy Connolly, which is the other one. <laughs> oh my god, that beard just went almost out of my head. Yeah. So I think I'm pretty sure he's pointing it at halitosis. And then Tal comes around the corner as this fight is happening and is like, Oh, what a strapping young redhead. I could really use him in my band of brigands. Yeah. And then he goes up to him and he's like, you know, I've got a lot of guys, but I don't have a lot of warriors. You know what I'm saying? You want to come be a warrior with me? And Jamie's like, Neh. He basically walks up and goes, excuse me, <laughs> game recognized game. Yes, that is exactly what he does. Because Tal has chosen this life, but Tal is good at this life. He's good at it. Halitosis and Bad Choices Billy Connolly are bad at it. Halitosis. Uh, is this guy Horrocks? Is that his actual No, name? no, no. We're no. getting to Horrocks. Horrocks comes up Pardon later. Pardon me. Horror rocks. Yeah. Anyway, Horrocks comes up later. Okay. When we we'll, get there. We're getting there. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so the thing about Towel is that he's he's basically the Dougal. Mm-hmm. And Halitosis and Bad Choices Billy Connolly are like season one Angus and Rupert. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, they're, they're the like hooligans. They're whereas, the rude mechanicals. Yes. Whereas mm-hmm. Towel is the Dougal. And Dougal, as we've established, is a really fuckable idiot. And Towel is not an idiot, nor is he particularly fuckable. No. But very smart. Um, but they're both obviously capable leaders who mm-hmm. are not necessarily just assholes. Mm-hmm. They're assholes, but they're not necessarily just assholes. And it's mm-hmm. obvious that it is important to Towel that while they're taking advantage of this family, and he knows it, but they're also treating them with some respect. So he freaks out on his guys yes. right before he asks Jamie. He's like, fuck you. We've been here taking their food. Just chill the fuck out. And then he goes to Jamie, and he's like, will you be in my babysitter's club? Can you be in my babysitter's club? Because seriously, you could sit some babies. Yes. Let's do this. And Jamie's like, 
And then we come back to the house and somebody has arrived. The something big has arrived. And something it is big. a whore rocks. Oh. Uh, and my note is, oh shit, Bono. <laughs> so what's, I find funny about this, because uh, uh, I looked him up because I was trying to figure out who Halitaceous is. It's Lachlan O'Marion. Is um, which character? Is Horrocks. Um, but in, in IMDb, how he's titled is is Horrocks as Lachlan O'Marion, which is like the most ridiculous. It's like for some reason he like specified that this character is himself. <laughs> so I don't know what the names of these two thugs are. Uh, I don't know that they're ever matter. said. Yeah. You could, if you looked up the episode, you might be able to find nah. them. But nah. truly, it's halitosis and bad choices, Billy Connolly. Yeah, we don't care so much about, about them. If we can, fi- if we can yeah. figure Horrocks out, is coming up. So yeah. Laughlin, Laughlin, yeah, find out towel. 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 If you can figure out towel, he'll Doug, be Douglas Heshen. Heshel. Heshel. And what's the character's actual name? Uh, Taran. T A R A N. Towel is better. Towel, towel is, is better. better. Um, but it, again, his at, real name. Uh, Douglas. Uh, Henshaw. Very good. Henshaw. He does no, a really good job. He does a great job. Uh, Horrocks shows up. Uh, diddle, diddle, diddle. For those who don't remember, uh, Horrocks, as he was described by, ooh, the guy whose name I can't remember. Hugh now. Monroe. Hugh Monroe. Hugh Monroe. Human um, Monroe. Uh, human where eggs. He, where he, <laughs> Under the water. <laughs> where we give birth to human fish. So, where, uh, if you remember when Hugh Monroe um tells Jamie that he has found somebody who can confirm that he didn't murder this dude he's accused of murdering and definitely does not communicate his name by pointing at Claire and then pointing at a rock. But in my head, he points at Claire and then points to rock. Whore rocks. (laughs) Instead, he just points at the rock. Um, Anyway, so if you remember, roundabout when um, we Willie was taking a dump while Claire was running to the Dick Rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie and his merry men were meeting Horrocks, a British deserter, to find out who the person that really killed this dude is so that he can find a way to get pardoned. And Horrocks says, oh, well, the person who killed that dude was Blackjack Randall himself, which means his information is totally useless. They've handed over a bunch of money for something they can't use because they can't say, hey, the person accusing me of the murder is actually the murderer when that person is also a British officer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, is that guy who Which shows up at Lally Brock? We made a lot of jokes about previously about being Bono because he's Irish. He is Irish. So buckle up because there's going to be several. Um, the ting of <laughs> about Horrocks is um, that he's a D bag. <laughs> he is a super D bag. So he gets off his horse, turns around, Tal sees him, and Tal, who is very socially absorbent, notices that Bono gives Jamie like this look, like they know each other. Like maybe Jamie is after his lucky charms. Yeah. And Tal is like, you know each other? And Bono is like... I'm not going to use this to my advantage yet because I got to figure it out first. I'm not sure how these people are related. He goes, no, all these Scots look the same to me. And it's like, not this Scott asshole. <laughs> <laughs> this there are very few of these. Okay, fine, fine. So now we know Bono is in the mix. 
because he thinks, oh, that Scott who looks like he's come from Asgard. Yeah. Oh, nerd reference, nerd reference, nerd <laughs> yeah. reference. There are not very many six foot five Greek gods. Fucking incredibly hot. Like there, there are maybe three in Scotland. This is one of them. Right? Yeah. I mean, I could see, like, if you saw the perfection that is Murtaugh. Can we, can we, at some point, we have to talk about that Venn diagram oh, that yeah. somebody shared oh, yeah. on the Facebook page because it's the most beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, uh, he, there's just but no even way. He, you, no, of course, you recognize No, this Jamie. would be like walking face first into George Clooney. It's like, no, not boom. even George Clooney. It's like walking face first into, like, Brad no, 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 Iman. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Yes. Like one of the top is zero one percent of the genetic lottery. <laughs> who also maybe is so good looking that it's not quite human. Like even Brad Pitt at his hottest didn't look like he couldn't exist. Every once in a while, Sam Huon looks, looks like, like he, he couldn't, couldn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, and Iman is the same way. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Or like peak Tyra. Yeah, RuPaul walking yeah. face first into RuPaul and being like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" So it's very clear. It's very him. clear that Bono is about to take this advantage, however he can figure he's, it. He's he's got some sort of plan. So then Jamie has to be like, "So here's the deal: <laughs> this guy blah, 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 and has to download up plumbing to uh, to Ian and to Jenny and explain mm-hmm. to everybody what the deal is, mm-hmm. and it complicates matters a lot for everybody, especially Ian. Oh yeah, who gets the short end of the stick? Not the one that's attached to his leg, just any stick. <laughs> uh, in this episode, so Horrocks is actually there to meet with the watch because he has some intel about a rent party that is supposed to come nearby that they can basically stagecoach rob. They can take all of the money and all of the grain and all of the wine and leave the fine fat pigs. Yeah. So basically, Horrocks is coming with. Oh, cameo! Hey, so cameo. Um, come here. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horrix <laughs> is coming with information about a rent party that they can steal. She's right. So that's what the watch is there for, is to just make money. We've already seen them do this. We saw them burn that village and take everything yeah. earlier. So that's why he's there. And then uh, the next note I have is Jenny talking about bairns. We'll get to the bairns. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? This might be easier to just finish talking about the stupid watch storyline and then talk about the shit we care about. Let's do it. All right. So Jamie uh, eventually finds Horrocks to have a confrontation. I I agree with you, but I have to just say this. I'm sure everybody is aware of this. This bullshit cuts back and forth between both stories for the rest of the episode, and it's crap. Yeah, it really... fine. Okay. So let's finish the watch shit, which we don't care about. Yeah, it'll make make more sense to talk about that all in one. So eventually Jamie finds down Horrocks, and he says, I died to die. I thought you were going to find me to talk to, talk to me about uh, uh, the four-leaf clover I found on my way to you. Oh, and uh, <laughs> uh, I'm allowed to do this. I'm Irish. Uh, so they- and I say that the way that Americans do. Where, like, <laughs> way back, people in my family were Irish. But whatever. I'm a fucking Mackenzie. I'm the only one at the table who's a goddamn Mackenzie. That's So true. I'm allowed. So Bono wants money. <laughs> Doi. Doi. B- Bono gets Jamie alone and is like, I'm thinking about going to America. I want to go to Boston. I'd like to go to Boston. Of course you would, you fucking asshole. Um, I need some money for passage. And Jamie's like, mm, okay. Once he gets to Boston, he will fuck a lot of women. A choice that will eventually lead to the creation of Ben Affleck. <laughs> 
guy is walking Southie. Yeah. So. <laughs> How do you like them apples? Yeah. Oh, man. So good. So Jamie's like, oh, crap. And he talks to Ian about it. And Ian's like, you need to take your mom's money. You need to take your mother's money and do this. Interesting book fact. This is not the first, the last time that Jamie will have to have a conversation with Ian about how shit is going down and Ian will have to talk him into taking money to make it go away. This mm-hmm. will happen again. But well, like, take Jamie is a Scot- Scotsman. It's hard to part with money. Hard. So he is like, oh Whereas God. Ian lost the miserly part of himself. And realizes contained in his left foot, but also realizes that life is precious, and who gives a shit if you have the money, just spend it. Oh, and here I was making an amputee joke, and you have real analysis. (laughs) God damn. Anyway, so he Ian's like, dude, take your mother's money that's supposed to be to set up your household specifically for when your wife gets a child. We can set up a nice like thing for our family and our kids and stuff. And Jamie's like, oh, I don't want to touch that money. I don't want to. Don't want to touch that money. No, touch the fucking money. <laughs> and then he... Oh, oh take the money. And he, he decides finally... So that songs. After a conversation with Claire, that's where the two things cross. Should we talk about the conversation in this part? Yes. Okay. So he, at one point, reveals to Claire what's happening, and Claire is like, pay the man. Well, first she's like, I don't know if I can have kids. So... Sophie, get out of here. So I don't, I don't even know if I can have children. When I was in my own time, I had been trying for a long time, and it was never happening. This is a thing that we learn about Claire's relationship with Frank. So, so I think that's fair because it's still separate from Jenny. It won't surprise you that this conversation is spurred by Jenny and her knowledge of her own body and the fact that she's pregnant and blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is the first time we have it confirmed in season one that. Claire and Frank were having trouble having children. Yes. Because we know in the first episode, there's a joke about how um, you'll never grow your family tree with that attitude because they're not fucking at the moment, right? Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. like a fuck-free zone, and she's so like, just walk down the street Ooh, fucking. Mister, you've got to put it in me. Like, I don't know. Something else. I think that's the exact quote. Ooh, mister, you've got to put it in me. So, please, sir, can I have some more? So, Claire is... Is breaking down a little bit about how she might be infertile, but I'm all like Frank Swimmers and also aren't that strong a swimmer. Apologizing yeah. for not mentioning that she might not be able to give him kids when they got married, which is understandable because when they got married, she didn't think it was going to be permanent. She right. was planning on on getting the hell out of Dodge and heading for those dick rocks. Right. So she had she headed for the dick emotional moment, but then Jamie is really cool about it. Yeah, it's like he he got all of the all of the dick. The no, the douchebag. I'm talking about Dick so much right now. He got all of the douchebag out of his system, uh, throwing a fit about water wheels mm-hmm. <laughs> and rents and big bedrooms and um, whether or not he could fight three watch people with what and the good tobacco. He got all that out of his system just so he could be an understanding and compassionate partner. He was very understanding. And, he, and he says, I really love this, basically says, well, you know, maybe it's not the worst thing. So much can go wrong and I wouldn't right. want you to die. Which is nice because I I think because actually upstairs at that moment, which we'll wrap back around to his sister is in a very like precarious place, but which he doesn't know because they keep right because Claire's keeping the hashtag woman secret. So Claire says pay the man. Yeah. Claire's like, fuck it. Just take the money. 
So Jamie bags up his little Lucky Charms in the tiny little pouch, and he's going to go out and charm a fucking leprechaun in the forest. (laughs) And he walks out. (laughs) He walks out into the woods, and it's hilarious because it's like he's on the ground, but then there's this little hill right above him that's all like trees and shit, and he hears the uh, pan pipes or whatever Irish people play, the tin whistle, the tin whistle. And then in the air he catches a set... (laughs) Oh gosh, mm. Mm. that smells like Guinness and potatoes. What Irish Spring. I, it's, it smells like Guinness and potatoes. Oh, <laughs> and he looks up, and there. Do you do you smell corned beef and cabbage? Do you, I smell. Do you smell the sound of half the population of people in their twenties throwing up on the same day? I in the middle you of know March? what I smell. I you smell know what that. I smell. That is American. You know what I smell. You know what I smell. <laughs> what? Misguided dependence on one crop. Oh, that's what I. You, smell. you know, you know what I smell. <laughs> one love. <laughs> oh, that's one coming. Life. That is coming. Okay. Bono is up there. There he is. God, I forgot that we made all those Bono. Jokes. Oh yeah. No, I've got. I've got some more. Okay. So Bono is all like. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie throws the money up towards the leprechaun. And the leprechaun magically catches it and is like, oh, yeah, this is going to be enough to get me to Boston. But what about when I get there? I want to set up a shop. I want to do this. I'm like, bitch, you want to run a bar. (laughs) Hashtag Irish. Yeah, but you know what? Where would we be without the Irish bars on this fertile American soil of ours? You know what? You're right. And in the coming years, we're going to need them more than ever. I don't think we should hate on them. No, you're right. We shouldn't hate on a bar. No, we shouldn't. We shouldn't hate on an Irish bar. Come we on. should just hate on this guy. We'll just hate this guy. So he's like, um, I'm going to need a little bit more to set everything up. So basically, he's trying to set up an, a complete blackmail situation where like Jamie sends him payments all the time. <sighs> And uh, what does he say? That, by the way, is also foreshadowing for much later in the series. Mm-hmm. Completely different. Anyway, we'll get there. All right. Oh, he. we do need to know this. Jamie has a gun in the back of his pants. He did take a gun with him to this meeting just to be safe. So, like, he knows that Horrocks is dangerous. He did take a gun to what may or may not be a knife fight. A knife fight. Oh, it's a knife fight. <laughs> And, and then Bonnie, you know what? He can't win with or without it. <laughs> so Jamie's like, I think you've had a little bit too much to drink if you're going to try to ask me for this much money. And this is actual Bono's actual quote. quote An Irishman is never drunk. <laughs> like, tell that to my grandma. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> but, you, but you know what? It's just because he's empty inside. It is. He's just empty inside. He hasn't had enough potatoes, and he still hasn't found what he's looking for. <laughs> and it's he says something like, uh, Jamie's like, well, where will it ever stop? Like, whatever. And he, he said, well, I wouldn't want anything bad to happen to you or your kith and kin. Specifically referring to his sister, because Bono has already made some lascivious remarks about Jenny. So we know that Jenny is definitely Jamie's weak spot. Jamie's like, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to give him money forever. And then all of a sudden, fucking knife comes through Bono's heart from the back. Oh, shit. Shoo! And I was like, in that moment, which one was best? I had several jokes written. Okay. I have one, too. But I think the best one is, Octung, baby! (laughs) Mine was that it moved in mysterious ways. (laughs) I also had knife. She 
want lemon. And then he falls <laughs> I also had knife. Two hearts beat as one. <laughs> I had several. So Bono dies. Guess who was behind the knife? Larry McMullen. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. That was the drummer for you two. It was Ian. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Yeah. Fucking Ian snuck up behind him. What day of the week do you think this was? I'm gonna say it was a bloody, bloody Sunday. Okay. Sunday, bloody Sunday. So Ian snuck up behind him, which you, must be I would also have accepted accepted that it was a beautiful, beautiful day. day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can close the list of U2 songs I pulled up now. <laughs> Ian snuck up behind him, which must be very difficult when you have a peg leg in the forest. I just want to say that. So this <laughs> is like true. some special forces bullshit. This is like some seal like crawling on the ground only when the wind is blowing. You know, shit. And then boom, kills the guy. And then he has this mo- Bono. Bye. I didn't mean to bug you. He falls down and hits the ground right in front of Jamie. And Jamie looks up and he's about to draw his gun. It's Ian. And then they realize, oh, we got to bury this guy. But Ian has a moment where he remembers what it was like to kill people. And it's not good. Like, I think that maybe. Ian had been far enough away from his military service to kind of forget. <laughs> See, it's not easy, is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Was, that was that was not. We me. had a long conversation between episodes about oh, Julie's pouring skills. <laughs> no, it felt long. Uh, but then I'm, I'm usually <laughs> that's the, what she said. I'm usually the yeah. one saying, you know, guys, we can make always, you know, mic noises. Let's make me quieter. Producer notes, and then I fucking bounce <laughs> the bottle on the table. <laughs> it's great. It's authentic. It's oh. our it's our thing. I want you to know that we're not one of those shows that goes through and edits out all of our gross mouth sounds. No, because I, I went to a podcast. I went to a um, a bunch of podcasting panels at a conference I was at in October. And it was all mouth sounds, mouth sounds. Make sure you get out all your mouth sounds. They were showing audio files where it was like a, a million edits per episode. And don't get me wrong. Janine makes us sound good, but it's not like that. You not get all me. of our meh, duh, uh, <laughs> and you get all of our. Because <laughs> why would we not? We want you to feel like you're here with us. Yes. I think we succeed in that. I think it's pretty good. The number of you who are willing to have a beer with us, I take as a great. Pretty high. It makes me really happy. Anyway. Okay. So Ian kills Bono. <sighs> pushes the button on his wooden leg that makes a shovel come out of it. Well, but wait. We have the moment where he has the freak that out. doesn't really happen, by the way. He has a little PTSD about killing people. And then Jamie kind of weirdly, like, softly talks him out of it. Yeah. Like, you did the right thing. The show does a great job with PTSD in general. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And then they realize they have to bury the Irishman. Don't bury him in any fields you want anything to grow in. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, specifically potatoes. I know you're doing potatoes if, now. If you bury so him salty. under the roots of a tree, in three years' time, gold coins will fall from it. <laughs> if you bury him under the root <laughs> of your grapevines... All of your wine will taste extra sweet. If you if you bury him in a ditch, <laughs> that'll be per for the course. <laughs> I love the Irish. I don't because know why that's I where that. they are. 
I don't know why I'm doing that. Because that's where I people... I love the Irish. So if I can... You drove that <gasps> joke into a ditch. Here we go. Ooh, yeah. Here's the ting. So Horrocks is out. <laughs> Jamie got his money back. But now we're going to have to explain why Horrocks doesn't exist anymore. Jamie goes back to the house. I want to say I vote for... What are you talking about? There was never anybody named Horrocks here. What? What? Until you think Tal has driven himself crazy thinking that he imagined some kind of magical leprechaun. (laughs) I want to gaslight the fuck out of Tal. (laughs) So Jamie goes back and there's a breakfast scene where it's Ian and Jamie and Tal. And it's, it's sake breakfast. Yeah. So Tal is all like, where's the Irishman? I can't find Bono. It's usually really easy to find him. He's very loud. All you have to do is follow the rainbow to a vent. (laughs) 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 And um, Jamie's, Jamie is fucking cold ass in this scene. He is straight up, cold, straight up, what? I don't know. I'm buttering my bannock. I'm cool. (laughs) Ian, not so much. Ian is a little shaky and a little bit like can't pick up his fork and shit. And then finally, Jamie just looks at Tal and is like, I killed him. <laughs> he knew I had a price on my head, so I killed him. And there's this moment where you see Tal, like, look at Jamie, take a full measure of him, and go, good. Somebody should have killed that guy. He was the worst. <laughs> and Ian is like, oh, God. Oh, God. I you know? Change my underwear. I... There's nothing under there. Yeah, there's nothing under there. Right. I need to change my kilt. I, I need know, to clean my off this chair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ooh. I need some junk oil. <laughs> Sophie. Sophie. Um, I am discovering the more we talk about this episode, the more I like it. <laughs> oh well, that's because we're being assholes about it. I know. But still, I, those are all good scenes. Yeah, we, mm. we, we, we haven't really gotten Yeah, we got to get to the No, no, we got to get there. Okay, yeah. so okay. fine. They go out to get the rent party. Jamie goes with them. And pause. Right till the end mm-hmm. of the episode. Oh, yeah. Like real pause? No. I almost did it. No. You threw off You're your very responsive. I, I really <laughs> like it. You are listening. I promise I will go, yeah, no, that was, we're pausing this part of the conversation. Okay. So, meanwhile, back in the woman's world. Mm-hmm. So, Jenny's been having pains. She says it's kicking like a donkey. All of a sudden, boosh, we see the water hit the ground. She's also convinced that it's a boy. We see the water hit the ground. We see the water hit the ground, and everybody knows what that means. Our water's broken. It's time. Guess what? It's not always time. Mm-mm. <laughs> so... We flash to Jenny in the bedroom with Claire. And uh, Jenny seems pretty calm right now. Like, it's not a big deal. Well, because she knows it's it's a part of life. Mm -hmm. She's done it before. It's fine. And Claire's like... Also, uh, once you've been... I don't know, experienced the amount of trauma this woman has experienced in her life. Giving mm -hmm. birth must seem like no big deal. So... They're hanging oh, out. I should also mention that uh, Jamie's mother died in childbirth. Yes. With the child that would have been born after Jamie. Yes. Okay. Meow. Or did she die in childbirth with Jamie? No. So she was alive when Jamie was alive. Yes. Okay. Um, Jenny's calm as hell. And then Claire's like, oh, she starts kind of feeling her belly and she's like, uh, this baby is in the wrong position. This baby is breech. And of course, Jenny doesn't know what the fuck that means. 
And Claire's like, um, normally babies come out head first. This one is facing the wrong way. This is foot first. And Jenny goes, oh, you mean a footling? And I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) Have you ever seen a picture of this shit? When our friend Casey Cunningham was about to give birth to her first baby, she did this weird masochistic thing to herself where she would go look up images of things gone wrong. wrong. And there are things with like one foot out. Can you imagine how that's a problem? I can't. Actually. Yeah. yeah. See? That's actually... One foot. Oh. Not both feet. Just one foot. You know, how are you going to get it? Do you know Do you know the image that actually got in my head suddenly? Mm-hmm. Was uh, a water park gone wrong for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. But worse. <laughs> yeah. Worse. So Jenny's like, yeah, no problem. Okay, whatever. And Claire's like, oh, it's kind of a problem. It's kind of a problem. I, you know, I don't have these things here. And what we don't know now is that they've already sent for the midwife. Mm. They've already called Called the the midwife. midwife. Another recommendation, listeners. Please go watch it. Um, And it's, we don't find that out yet because this is still too early. But then we flash back to the guys and then we come back to them. And Jenny is pacing around the room. You can tell she's uncomfortable. She's just kind of like letting it out, but she's not screaming or anything yet. She's just kind of like, meh. And Claire asks her what it's like to be pregnant. And (laughs) this is how Jenny breaks down being pregnant. First, you're farting a lot. (laughs) Secondly, it feels like a fish on the line inside of you. And thirdly, it feels like fucking. That's exactly what she says. There's a lot of confusing images in that. Well, I thought that was how it feels like giving birth. The fucking is the giving birth. It's like when you take a man deep inside you and like that kind of shit. The fish on the line is when babies are kicking or like you can feel them moving around inside you. Like that's what that feels like. And I'm like, all of it feels like alien to me. (laughs) But whatever. Jenny Murray's a pro. Um... What and it feels th- like to me is me figuring out whether or not I should go buy lots of Plan B before January 20th. Man, my robot good till 2022. Really? Mm-hmm. Mine isn't. Mm-hmm. Cool. So it ends with her saying, that's what they want, you know. They all want to come back. They all want to come back to the womb. Like, no. Uh-huh. Ooh, interesting. Weird. Uh, I mean... Probably primally. I don't know. Whatever. They just want to get their dick wet. They want to get their dick wet. Yeah, they want to get their dick wet inside the hole. (laughs) Are you too good for your home? (laughs) Why don't you just go home? (laughs) Oh, I can't believe the first Adam Sandler joke that we've made on this podcast was made by No, no, no. We've done O'Doyle rules. Have we? Yes. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? Speaking of Irishmen. Because O'Doyle rules. O'Doyle rules. Speaking of Irishmen. So um, then this is when we find out. The maid runs in and she's like, uh, tried to call the midwife. Busy signal. <laughs> but the midwife is somewhere else oh, helping somebody. Yeah. And Claire's like, I've got you. And Jenny's like, there's this great okay. moment where you can see that they're both like, me and you, bitch. Me and you. We're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing it. And... Oh God! Is this where they talk about the how she's gonna need to turn her turn the baby inside yes. her? Yes, she's like she lays her down and she's like, okay, 
let me check this out. And she's like, okay, so your baby's coming out the wrong way. I'm going to have to palpate, which is when she tries to do it from the outside. Which is incredibly painful. And tries to like turn the baby around from the outside and it doesn't work. And then she's like, okay, so what's going to happen is when you go into delivery, I'm going to have to reach inside you and try to turn the baby around. I need you guys to understand I have never given birth and will never give birth. The this ol- is Julian, not Claire, by the way. This is me. The only thing that has passed through my cervix is an IUD. And I cannot, I had a rough time with it. I cannot fathom what it would be like to pass a human through that thing. So thinking about somebody actually putting their hands inside of you to turn something around, I don't... Then to like turn something... Imagine somebody reaching inside you and rotating your stomach. Mm-hmm. Girl, I just feel kind of sick thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It's a great fucking scene. Yeah. So then we flash back to the dudes. And then next we come back. And by this point... Boom, 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 plumbing. Boom. Yeah, boom, 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 plumbing. Speaking of plumbing. <laughs> Jenny is sweaty. She's mad now. She's kind of pacing. She's kind of going through some shit. This has been a long time since her water broke, by the way. This has been at least eight hours since her water broke. Oh, a long time, yeah. Typically, when I think about somebody's water breaking, it's like, it's happening right now. But I wonder if it's because it was breach. That this is why it's well, some so pregnancies long. just take a really long, or, or births take a yeah. really long time. So uh, she, <laughs> this is when there's the scene where Claire goes to talk to Jamie that we talked about, and I'm, my note was Jenny question mark. <laughs> Did we skip? He'll come into the world a true Scott. Have we gotten there yet? Yeah, because the hands. She says, "Well, if you're going to do that, you're going to need to give me a dram." Yeah, I'm going to need before. to be drunk. Yeah, you're going to mm-hmm. need to give me a big drink. And she says, "Okay, Jess, you know that means the baby's going to come out drunk too." And she says, "Well, then he'll come to the world a true Scott." <laughs> <laughs> and as Allison already mentioned, Jenny is fully convinced this this is a little boy. So, boom, boom, boom. Hold on. Because my notes are all split. Yeah. Julie, you're the master. Uh, Yes. The, uh, so this is when she's pacing and she's really like freaked out. She's like, oh God, my fingers are swelling. Take my wedding ring. Put it in my jewelry box. Claire goes to put it in and finds this little wooden snake. And we find out that the snake was carved by Willie, Willie, who was uh, Jamie's older brother who died of tuberculosis or something like that when he was like eight. illness. Um, Jamie's nickname was Solly? Sawney? Sawney. Sawney. That's a nickname for Alexander. Alexander or Sawney. Um, and then I just wrote a note. Damn it, Laura Donnelly, you are great. Um, then I found out that Jamie's mother died in childbirth, which we already said. Um, also, the watch is still in the house, like, while this is happening. And so... There's Laura, a lot of, like, weird making fun of it. Laura Donnelly starts screaming because she's in incredible pain that none of the, these men will ever understand. And one of these guys like, tell your woman to shut up. And it's like, bitch, <laughs> get these guys out. Why are they even there? Oh, guys, I think maybe we better go... It sounds to me like someone's outside who needs to be robbed. We should yeah, go. Yeah, let's go make some money. It's like, ugh. Get them out of there. Yeah. Um, uh, Jamie, the, oh, there's the goodbye kiss, which we didn't talk about when Jamie comes to tell Claire he's leaving, and then they have the goodbye kiss. It's like, ugh, get a room. Yep. Totally. Uh, um, he walks away, slow motion, thunderclap. 
Um, so that's when we find out that there's the ambush. We didn't actually talk about that with them. Oh, right. So Watch gets ambushed, whatever. Tal dies. Also, Tal gave Jamie the weird watch thing. It was in a skull case, whatever. But it's taking Jenny a long time to give birth. And all the men are away, and Claire is trying to help her. It's a girl. Finally, it happens. Through It looks like it took at least 36 hours. And the whole time... uh, Jenny's determined that Ian not know that her pregnancy has complications because she doesn't want him to worry. Right. So she's like, don't tell him anything about what's going. Don't tell him that I'm in danger. Don't tell him. He doesn't need to know it. And they fucking make it happen. I don't know. Claire reaches inside her and turns the entire baby around or whatever. And then Jenny gives birth to, of course, a baby girl. Her name is Margaret Ellen Murray. Maggie later. Maggie. Um, what we don't talk about is that right as the baby is being born is the ambush. Horrocks, Bono. Whore rocks. Had one more joke for them, which was that he was leading them into a British ambush because the British had paid him more money. And so now Jamie's been taken by the British. The best thing I can say about this is while it deviates very sharply, and I'm not opposed to the show deviating sharply from the books. Um, I just want it to do so in a way that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that the storyline is particularly good. As good as the actors are, as good as some of the scenes are, it's not a good storyline. However, it and the events of the book set up one of my favorite episodes of the show. It's coming up next. It's next, and it's great. One thing, one little detail that we need to talk about is Jay, uh, when Claire got into the jewelry box, she found something fancy. Oh yeah, this is important. And then Jenny comes out after the birth like she just gave birth a horribly complicated birth like 3 days ago. And Claire not only got her through it medically but emotionally and they obviously bonded as you would have to when a woman has her hands inside you. Yeah. So Claire's been going outside every day to wait by the front gate to see waiting for Jamie to come home. One day Jenny comes out like 2 days later she's totally fine and she's got these <laughs> Weird ass, like tusk bracelets. Beautiful, but they are weird. I think they're weird. And she's like, you know, these belong to Jamie's mother, and they were not from Brian. They were from a secret admirer, and she would never tell anyone who they were from. I think you should have these. She, you are tall and queenly like her. Yeah. So Claire gets the tusk bracelets. And, and she's obviously very touched. Ian comes home with bad choices, Billy Connolly. And that's when we find out that Jamie was taken prisoner by the Redcoats. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> All right. Ba, ba, ba. Jamie's gone. So uh, co- I'm, we're just going to skip the costume scale again this week. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's just not much. There Next week probably also won't be much costume-wise. The week after that. Yay. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Is there another thing you do, like practical effects, effects or? Well, the... Um, if not, I'm Woman's just... Secret, 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. 10, out of 10. Yeah. 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 Put it up there with, um, um, oh, God, what's the name of that website that teaches women how to masturbate? What's it called? What the fuck is it called? Here's how to masturbate.com. No, it's uh, <laughs> OMG, yes. OMG something. It's a whole thing. Okay, I'm looking it up. <laughs> of course you are. Uh, also a helpful resource for men, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I have seen this. I know how to masturbate. I want to oh, make yeah. this clear. OMGYes.com. 
it, uh, they interviewed a bunch of women about the way that they get off when they're getting mm-hmm. themselves off and had them explain it and took video. It's not porny. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way you can see all the many different ways that vaginas and their apparatus work <laughs> can be stimulated. It's it, it, very interesting. Uh, there's a login. We have to pay for it. Okay. It's just mm-hmm. curious. It looks very, very professional. It is. If you're if you're a woman who's looking to find new ways to come, or a man who's looking to figure out why it is that the women he's with never come, uh, I recommend this site. Anyway, um, why did I end up talking about OMG? Yes, because I don't, that, I don't know, but I learned something. That was a guy. <laughs> it was a. There's an app too. The Women's Secret. Oh, the Women's Secret. Yeah. No costumes. Woman's Secret. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Can I leave the room? Undoubtedly, this is the Ken Burns baseball. This is the Ken Burns baseball. This one? Mm-hmm. If if it's not Laura Donnelly and Katrina Babamamamamaf, if it's fucking you know, towel, that's fine Billy Con- are, bad choices, Billy Colony, there Colony are great and Halitosis, you're out. Moments in Ken Burns baseball too. Oh yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um what what's the other one? There's another I'm one. Doing it. None. None, no doing Because it. anytime I see real footage of a woman giving birth i never want to do it again yeah. even though i truly can't get pregnant because it's an abortion every month inside me oh my god that was scientifically good. no well not. i mean yeah if it's something preventing it, well if something implants it's being pulled out and preventing like, it's stopping it so yeah sort of i'm not afraid to say it it's i had an abortion machine implanted in my uterus <laughs> medically only sort of whatever prevents implantation. all i know is i'm not getting pregnant it's not like you, it gets implanted and then the iud is like Pew! and kicks it out of your body no although sometimes it'll try to get pregnant up in the thing yeah. we talked about that that's same, different same yeah well uh, julie and i managed to horrify <laughs> our partners by letting them know that in fact this the most foolproof method of non-surgical birth control uh could result in us dying and both of their faces went pale because they have no idea moment, they both honestly considered vasectomies you know why Hashtag woman's secret. Hashtag woman's secret. Okay. Uh, we need to thank our Patreon patrons. All of you are wonderful. In particular, we want to thank Beth Locke, Amanda Newton, Jen Lander Drunklin. I'm just always calling you by that. Jen Lander, uh, Friday Payton, and Kathleen Moniz, who will never listen to the show. Kathleen, if you're listening to this one, we love you. <laughs> um, we want to thank Empirical Brewery, who explore the science of beer mm-hmm. um, and aid many a woman in discovering her own secrets. And also have an incredible brewery, lots of little kitties. Everywhere. Oh, yeah, and they're named after the Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. It's great. And uh, if you like the show, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlandercast. Twitter at podlandercast. Go to Patreon and become a Patreon patron. Plumbing. And me me my period (laughs) and uh back us for all kinds of goodies um and leave us a review itunes stitcher wherever reviews really honest to god help the itunes math is very complicated none of us have any idea how it works and by none of us i mean like the podcasting community in general it seems largely arbitrary but i know for sure that things will go better for us if you review us and rate us and tell your friends etc you're the best we talked way too long about an episode we don't like much that's true but we'll be back next week with the search oh god which is great which is the moment when i fell in love with the pample moose Mm -hmm. you yes yeah Mm -hmm. this is the pample moose 
Mm. All right. I cannot wait. <laughs> it's good. Maybe we should make Janine watch this one. Uh, <laughs> no, he's like, no. I get one per season. I've done it. Right. Okay, all right. That's all right. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.